What's up, y'all? We are your hosts, Mike and Emily. We chat about all things Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and how this martial art has influenced practitioners of all ages and backgrounds, from mindset to challenges in life. Welcome to Jit Chat. So not many people know this, but uh, you know Evolve MMA, right? The mm-hmm. gym in Singapore. Mm-hmm. They were actually the first one, of the first few places in Singapore to start serving acai. Mm-hmm. This was long before the acai trend blew up in Singapore. Right. Yeah, but no one knew about it because uh, Evolve wasn't promoting it. Mm. They were just, I think, they were just serving it kind of for more kinda for like their Brazilian instructors because yeah. they have a lot of oh Brazilian yeah, belts. That's true. So I think it was just more so for true, them. That's yeah. true. They demanded acai. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> wage increases yeah, I think and acai. You know, I think they were especially <laughs> right? flying in just for them. I this is like modern day how immigrants come in and they brought their food with them. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what was it like then bringing the trend of acai into KL where we are somehow known to pick up trends pretty late? So we had a couple of challenges at the start. Mm. One of it was being awareness because when we first started in uh, January 2017, uh, not many people still know what acai was mm-hmm. back then. So we had to do a lot of uh, awareness raising. Many years ago, yeah. Malaysians' only exposure to acai was this tr- through this uh, supplement. Uh, what's like yeah, an MLN supplement? Powder, yeah, right? acai powder, and then yeah. they were promoting it as like weight loss powder. Oh really? Yeah. I so thought it was more like a super antioxidant kind of. Thing. No, it was weight loss. They're promoting it as a weight loss. And the thing about acai is, it's not mm-hmm. ideal for weight loss. Yeah, sugar, high in sugar. It's not high in sugar, but it's very calorie dense. Mm. It's good calories because it's I high see. in nutrients and antioxidants, but it's still calorie dense. Okay. So it's not the ideal food for weight loss. But back then, there was this. It was it, they were promoting. It, it was like an MLM thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many people relate acai to that. So we had to we had to change people's perception, and also before we came in, there was a few other cafes that were already serving acai bowls, but they were using powder as well. They were um, using the fresh, fresh frozen stuff. Yeah, the frozen pulp mm. like we were using, like we're using now. Taste is very different because yeah, when you yeah, use powder, taste and texture is all very different. Mm. Yeah, we had to educate people about the difference between powder and pulp and why yeah. ours uh, tasted different. We compare it to blueberries a lot because it looks like a blueberry. I so see. a lot of people ask, "Is it a blueberry?" So, no, it's not a blueberry. It looks like it. But it's uh, very different And there's like Up to three times more Antioxidants So that's yeah. one of the main I was going to ask you What's the nutrient profile yeah. Of acai compared to blueberry Yeah so studies online Have showed that Acai has up to three times more Antioxidants mm. than blueberries Do you get sick of that question People asking you What's the difference <laughs> <laughs> Or it was blueberry. more like What is the berry <laughs> Where is it from <laughs> <laughs> I don't get sick of it Because it's, it's my At the end It's still my business But yeah mm. I've, I've been repeating this line Over and yeah, over Yeah <laughs> For the last uh, three years. What in the acai bowl? Acai. What is this acai? Acai. 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 I've even had aunties come and say, is this like hong tao like that? Hong tao is a red bean. Well, I guess this would be purple, right? The berry is purple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it actually. But when you blend it, because it's a bit of like a red, like a dark red shit, right? So some aunties think it's a red bean paste. <laughs> but it's got like awareness has gotten a lot better now. So now when we go out to do events and stuff, instead of people coming over to a booth and ask, "Hey, what's this?" You know, they just, just come and say, "Give me an acai bowl." Mm-hmm. Right. So we don't have to explain. To, I mean, we still we still do have to explain sometimes, yeah. but much less than we had to when we started. Good uh, campaign, uh, awareness campaign yeah. for acai. How how are you still awake three and a half hours of sleep? Oh man, like I, I don't know. I don't know how I do it. There was one time <laughs> at, at the Spanish company at the Christmas party, I was. I was drinking and I was drunk until like six o'clock in the morning. 
and I had to get up at nine to <laughs> lead a team building event and the next day at the office. Spanish people do things differently, man. Yeah. Christmas party at a company is a whole three day event. <laughs> I think everybody was drunk for three days straight, but I have oh not gosh. been I don't know even know how I did it. I was leading people on this team building event on um, a dance routine to Michael Jackson beat it and I had to lead like eight teams by the end of it I was like I need to go lie down <laughs> <laughs> I would have fallen sick for sure oh I crashed in the bathroom <laughs> I like legit passed out in the locker room but um so question like a lot of people have been asking you questions about cabana mm -hmm. and you have to put in your efforts on marketing it but it sounds like you do have a background in social media marketing right yep yep tell us a little more about that like after my last job, uh, my girlfriend and I started our own company doing social media marketing. Purely social media marketing or digital marketing? Specialize more in social media, so but we do, uh, but we do help our clients with EDM, so like email marketing, mm, yeah. a bit of email yeah. marketing, okay. yeah, as well as uh, producing content for their blog. We were doing that for couple of years before we started Cabana which was good because actually most of our clients are also in F&B yeah, so when we started Cabana we kind of had a better grasp of how we wanted to promote our stuff on social media and how do you balance all of these together because <laughs> you, you coach as well over here at AOS Studio Yeah, and uh, you were MIMA champion before right MIMA lightweight champion yeah. Yeah. MMA. Uh, MIMA is a was it government funded or government sponsored? Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, I think it was partially government uh, funded. Uh, Malaysian Invasion Mixed Martial Arts. Ah. So it was one of the biggest uh, amateur MMA tournaments in Malaysia. I they stopped it in. The last one was in 2018. 2018. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's kind of recent, right? Yeah. Did yeah, they yeah. have a good run? Yeah, they had a pretty good run. Yeah. They had a good run while you were champion, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so so they had they had five seasons. I did the first four, mm. but only became champion in the fourth one. I so see. so I lost in the first three. See, man, it takes you a while for champions <laughs> to be bred. Don't be impatient. You should, uh, <laughs> have him over on your uh, podcast, right? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> see, he doesn't give up. He's a man. Yep. yep. Didn't <laughs> give up and got what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, but I was training a lot more then uh, when I was competing in Mima because back then uh, we had we had we hadn't started Cabana. Was that when you had your common man day job hour kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. So I was working in publishing. And that doesn't sound like a common man <laughs> day job. Yeah, but it was still it was still a day job, and uh, it was convenient because my gym was just. Uh, Again, across the road. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it was easy for me to get in training sessions. Yeah. Then uh, after that, when I came out and started doing my own thing, then my time was a bit more flexible, so I could train a lot more then. I'm training much less now since uh, Cabana started, but because AOS is just across the road from where I stay, I still get the train. Plus, about your Cabana plus. house is right here in the same building. <laughs> yeah, and same floor. <laughs> it is literally, what, a but minute and a half walk? Yeah, yeah. Stroll. Three, three minutes. I've, minute, I've timed it before. Really? Three minutes. Yeah. Okay, so wow. if I were sprinting, if, yeah, if I was speed walking, I'll get there in 30 seconds. Nah, probably a minute and a half. Yeah. Minute and a half? If you run, then maybe, yeah. Okay. Actually, no, you know. I was <laughs> gauging it by Hong Kong walking pace, you know, because in Hong Kong, everyone walks really fast. And uh, I'm like, hold on, let me dodge you. <laughs> yeah, it's the same in Singapore as well. When I was yeah. living in Singapore, people walk a lot more in right? Singapore. Because yeah. every, every second counts it's there. It's not that people walk more there. People just don't walk in KL. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> well, drives around there. We're kind of spoiled here, right? We're kind of spoiled here. I think with most cars. major cities you walk. But like I think like um, it's a lot more pedestrian friendly in Singapore as well. Because yes. you have pedestrian crossings. Yeah, that's true. You know, oh, that's why. Yeah, that's yeah. why. There's no pavements here. Even if no you do have it in Malaysia, no one will be. Well, would you say this area, like this Mount Kera, Dutamas, public area, mm -hmm. it's it's 
better, right? It's a bit more walkable, right? Because there's no proper pedestrian crossings actually from my place to here. Mm. So every day I have to... You got to take a risk every day. Yeah. You, yeah. you feel like a rebel. <laughs> no, but it's still walkable. That's yeah, it's point. still walkable. You yeah, know what I mean? Walk- yeah, there yeah, are some yeah. places where it's like a highway and like two bridges and like yeah, you know what true. I mean there's just like no no possibility that you like playing some kind of video game you trying to like run across <laughs> the road <laughs> have on. you guys ever crossed <laughs> the highway <laughs> before <laughs> on feet yeah. on foot yeah. 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 Once I've done it once as well yeah yeah it's freaking scary it is so scary I haven't I haven't crossed a freeway here in Malaysia okay. I've crossed a freeway before in Hong Kong okay yeah I think everyone in Hong Kong has at one point in their life <laughs> but out here in Malaysia I'm like I don't know I don't, I don't even trust the drivers here <laughs> like no chance. Well, it sounds like you have a lot on your plate. Yeah. How do you how do you identify with any of these when someone asks you, "Hey, Ken, what do you do?" and you're like, "How much time do you have?" <laughs> Usually, I start with uh, Cabana because mm. um, it's better chance of them knowing about Cabana, and then I tell them also, "Yeah, I also have a digital marketing business." Mm. Uh, so you got a like a list of the way to break yeah. it down, right? So you first you have you an start elevator start, okay, pitch yeah. of what you do, right? Yeah, exactly, mm. you got to break down. You Not really, actually. We should all come up with elevator pitch of what we do of our profile <laughs> it, I mean it depends not like some people they just ask us like they just ask for the sake of asking you know uh, oh what do you do yeah, buddy yeah, okay yeah. Yeah, whatever then it's like, yeah <laughs> I, I just say like I mean FMB you know but if they're really interested then mm. you'll go I'll, deeper. Go, I'll go deeper yeah you'll let the man real man come out a little bit more <laughs> I mean is it not appealing <laughs> for you guys to, to say something like for example if someone asks you Mike hey Mike what do you do and you're like well I, I fold people into pretzels for a living <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't that be captivating? I fold geese or as opposed to uh, I run a jujitsu academy. Like I just say gym, you know. Like like Kin just said, if it's someone asking just for the sake of asking, just say mm. gym. I guess I should though. Listening to him talk, I realize you got to promote more and uh, answer these tedious questions. You're talking to the marketing guy, <laughs> right? Honest opinion. How do you think you would help AOS with social media marketing tied in with Cabana? You mean that's like a campaign with Cabana? I'm like soliciting free advice here <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer well we're already you our members already get 10% off right uh, yeah, yeah so yeah. if you guys feel like getting some acai after training we just walk down Look at Mike going to commercial mode. <laughs> you can also order your you can order your bowl before class at, my sh- at Cabana. There you go. Have it delivered. Have it delivered. You guys yeah. offer that right after training. You're fresh spoiled. to you. Spoiled for choice. I didn't Straight know about training, this. Where is the sign here that says delivery available only to AOS? We should make okay, that. Yeah, I wanted to put yeah. it, but there's like too much text if I put it in the poster here. <laughs> no, no, that's a good idea. Yeah. We should have another. Two words: free delivery. Poster. That's all that matters. <laughs> free delivery. That will incentivize people a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If they knew about but I try, I try to tell the members as much as possible whenever mm. they, they bring out Kamala. I say, yeah, you know, just go to my shop before class, yeah. make your order, and then. This is a great chance. Look over there and tell them. Go, <laughs> go, go to the shop. <laughs> yes, guys. <laughs> members of AOS. <laughs> Remember, before class, if you want, you can order and pay at Cabana and then have my staff deliver of it to you right after class. So you can have it fresh after training. <laughs> after having an acai after training, right after training is the best. Oh, oh yeah. S- it is. It is really the best. It is really the best. You got to do the wink at the end. Clicking <laughs> <laughs> up the mouth. Well, I like to ask you about the recipes, right? Because I do travel quite a bit and I try acai bowls wherever mm-hmm. I go, like mm-hmm. Barcelona and London, Hong Kong, mm-hmm. Singapore, a place like these. I noticed that a lot of these places, they try to fancy it up and put almond milk in it. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. when I ask for non-dairy milk, they give me this weird look. I'm like, not a big deal. It's don't make it milky. That's all that matters. But almond is non-dairy. Did you tell them you're going to die? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm allergic to tree nuts. So I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Could you just not put almond milk in it? You know, so my request is just don't put almond milk in it. I just don't need it milky. That's what I mean. But taste-wise, how much does it change? Like, what is the authentic recipe? Actually, um, if liquid is least swap out the almond milk, okay. So the reason why we put liquid into the blend mm. is uh, not so much for the taste. It's really just to help blend it easier, oh. right? Because it's more acai, for texture then. Yeah, because to make to get that thick texture in, a, mm. in an acai bowl, right? We blend it with frozen fruits, mm, yes. and the acai is frozen as well. Mm-hmm. So everything is solid. Yeah. So so if your blender is not powerful enough, you may have to put a bit of liquid just to help it blend easier. Okay. And probably the reason why they didn't want to swap out the almond milk was because they blend. They probably blend it uh, oh, in batches. Pre-blended. Yeah, they pre blend it. Yeah. So if they were to swap out, they they would have to blend a separate batch. (laughs) I mean, I find this, you know, so important for people to know, especially if you have allergies or Mm. intolerance to nuts. Okay. So I always need to ask anyway. Okay. But I also wonder because soy has such a distinctive taste. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if they blend it with soy milk instead, would it change the entire experience? Mm, Not really, actually. Like, can you taste the soy milk in our blend? It's not that strong, right? I just I usually ask for water. (laughs) Oh, okay. Would you go into like the full-on science of every single ingredient, specifically fueled for post-jit? For example, if you put bananas in there, bananas are high in potassium. Yep. Right. Or if you put something else in it, uh, chia seeds or something that has protein in it. What's your best formula for jujitsu? She's saying like a pre-workout. Yeah. Because like a post-workout, more like because in jujitsu you guys are training high intensity, especially when you roll, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure, for people who haven't seen or haven't grappled, they might look at and go it's so boring all you do is drills <laughs> how do you get high intensity interval training with this but mm. for people who grapple and for roll, people who are wondering we have free week trials <laughs> for you to come and try it out and see how <laughs> not tiring it is <laughs> we do have a ball in the menu actually that has uh, protein in it oh yeah so it's acai blended with chocolate protein and then we serve it with more whey protein as a topping on top so okay. there's protein in the blend and then there's protein oh, oh, on oh, top. Kind of like Malaysian mi- Milo dinosaur. Would yes. you put like the powder of Milo on top? Yeah, just but a lot. Uh, like a much healthier it. version. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you haven't tried it? The flax on the beach? No, I haven't. It's my because it's way and I'm intolerant to it. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, use plant protein. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Something yeah I knew that was the best one. My go-to, right? Flax, flax on, on the beach. beach. <laughs> I like that name too. It's the most popular amongst the guys. Flax on the beach. Yeah. Because of the protein content. Even the name is appealing, right? Flex on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially a friend that suggested the name to us. That's we're very name. thankful to her. She She's in the fitness industry as well. Oh. Yeah, so Janelle, shout out to Janelle. Thank you very much <laughs> for the name. <laughs> Janelle, <laughs> have you met Janelle before? You know Catable, the granola brand? Catable. Oh, I heard of that brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. The, the founder of Catable. So you used a granola? We were using a granola at one point and then they, they stopped making granola. Mm. So that's when we switched to Amazing Grace. I don't know, are nut allergies more common amongst Asians? Is it? I don't know. I find it Kay. weird because I didn't grow up with a nut allergy. I grew up eating nuts. So it only started when I moved to Hong Kong. That's okay. an interesting question yeah. you ask, Kim. Uh, are nut allergies more common in Asians? Common in but the also Asians? perhaps Why? Asians who grew up in Asia as opposed to Asians who grew up in more Western countries. Mm. Like you say, in the UK, like people are a lot more aware about nut allergies at restaurants and cafes. Mm. They are, they're putting a disclaimer that mm. you know, certain foods contain uh, nuts. But here, most restaurants don't do it here, right? Not mm. really, no. Yeah. So I was just wondering maybe because nut allergies is just not as uh, common here. There's only one person in my circles I know I know of who has a nut allergy. Mm. It's my cousin. So mm. I don't know I don't know many other people with nut allergies. Do you? 
I know a lot of people with like different yeah. all kinds of really? okay. allergies and intolerances. Oh, wow. uh, I okay. don't know about Malaysia because I haven't been back long okay. enough to really yeah. know about this around my circle. Yeah. But in Hong Kong, yeah, plenty of people that are like intolerant to this, intolerant to that. I think it has to do with our environment. Okay. Because all of my intolerances only came up after I moved to Hong Kong. It was only since my gut has been compromised by the bacteria there. Uh, what do you think of acai for general like gut health? What is your knowledge it's on that? It's actually right? good for digestion because f- acai has a lot of fiber inside. I don't know if you notice this, but sometimes when I have acai, then when I go to the toilet, you know, oh. it's, it's <laughs> a much like more smooth experience. <laughs> I think your system works pretty well. Mine does work very well. For about <laughs> three, three, four times a day. Really? <laughs> yeah. e- like yeah. even when you're off acai or what? Yeah, yeah. I don't eat acai that much. Maybe okay. like once a week or okay. something. Like Do you think place. that's healthy if you go four times, w- like four times in a day? Poop health, man. <laughs> that should be a topic on its own. This, this is a topic on its own. Yeah. Like a lot of people, like when I was younger, like I wouldn't go for days, thinking that's just like normal. Oh, yeah. You know what right? I mean? That's a that's, that's, that's like You gotta let go of that shit, man. Yeah, at least once a day, people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Growing up, did you ever think you'd be in F and B? I didn't think I'd be FMB. What did you what did you envision yourself doing growing up? When I was much younger, I actually wanted to be I either wanted to be a policeman. Oh you did. Yeah, you a detective. Be a yeah. <gasps> Me too. Yeah. Or uh, be a soldier as well. Mm. Or fireman, you know. Because you know, so one something of those cool uniform, jobs. something with authority. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But then, you know, typical traditional Asian parenting. <laughs> discouraged <laughs> <laughs> they're like mm, okay sure and sure. Then <laughs> good ambition no money <laughs> do something else the, the other day we were having some beers after training and uh, we were all telling stories about the fights we had gotten into right? <laughs> street fights <laughs> street fights right <laughs> Kin the one who fights the most out of us at least in cages and boxing and Muay Thai and stuff right you, you want to tell them your story about the most aggressive intense <laughs> dangerous <laughs> fight experience I won't call it had. aggressive <laughs> Yeah, so the closest I came to uh, this is a man who, who, who loves fighting, by the way. <laughs> He's just in the cage, boxing all the time. So the closest I came to a street altercation was uh, in Singapore, actually. was with a Grab driver. What? Yeah, he was... I called it from my... I was in my friend's condo, right? So, you know, it takes a while to get from upstairs to downstairs, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So he must have waited for me at most just a minute. And then he got really pissed off. And you could tell from the way he was driving, he was driving really aggressively and recklessly. He stopped me, like like a couple hundred meters away from my hotel. Damn. And I wasn't familiar with the road, so I thought it was a different place altogether, right? So I was like, wait, this is not my hotel. And then he kept saying, no, you just walk forward and then you see your hotel. Oh, wow. And I was like, no, no, it's just not my hotel. Yeah, and then we started, uh, we started arguing. Yeah, but then it ended with both of us apologizing <laughs> to each other. <laughs> and I even gave him a tip for his trouble. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that was the closest I came to, uh, to an actual This reminds me of what, it was one episode of something that we watched and it was like a kidnapping turned the most polite kidnapping ever or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> polite kidnapping? I think it was on Black Mirror. Is it Black Mirror? Oh, yeah, yes, yes, really? yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, think it's episode, yeah I think there's one episode where this guy... I th- oh, yeah, it is Black Mirror. It is yeah, Black yeah, Mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he abducted somebody from this... Like giant media company. Yeah, yeah, okay. I know right? which episode you're talking about. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. end of it is like, just yeah, and then he please, started, he started, sympathi- he started sympathizing with yeah. him, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Black Mirror is awesome, man. I wish they made more episodes. <laughs> yeah, I know the episode you guys are talking about. They were like, can't point to it, like, but don't worry about it. Take care. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the most British hostage <laughs> situation <laughs> ever. Like, 
<laughs> well, so we're at it. Thank like yous and please. <laughs> <laughs> so many thank yous and pleases in that. Uh, <laughs> I got to stop saying thank you. Oh, like not thank you. I'm well, sorry. Sorry, yeah. yeah. That's the one I need you to guys stop. Say it's sorry a very a British lot. thing. Yeah. yeah, here they think you've done something wrong. They're like, can would you go back in the cage? Yeah, so I've been asked that question a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying no altogether. Mm. But no, we'll see. We'll see if uh, if a good opportunity comes along, then I might I might get in again. <laughs> what is the itch for you to get in the cage uh, that to way? To be honest, I don't I don't really have like that much of an itch. So fighting is is scary, you know. The lead up, building up to the fight, mm. it's when it's very nerve wracking because you fighting is not a natural thing, right? It's an unnatural thing. So to have like a predetermined time and location. To do something very mm. unnatural, mm. and then the anticipation leading up to that, or it, at least it's impulsive, uh, right? Even if it's natural, it wouldn't be scheduled and timed. Like you, it would be impulsive if you're out in the wilderness or whatever. If you had to have a fight, it wouldn't be something that's scheduled, is what you mean, right? I don't think it's yeah. unnatural. I think, in fact, it's very natural. In fact, I think it's so natural that's why we do it, because there's like something primitive in us that needs to let that aggression out, right? Because if you're talking about, th- I mean, that's natural. That's why we still do it. It's yeah. not necessary nowadays, but we yeah. still do it. Okay, so, yeah. so it's probably, natural, right? probably unnatural is not the right word. Probably mm, risky, you know, like dangerous. Hundred yeah, percent. Mm. Yeah. So it's not, it's yeah. not the actual fight that's scary, but it's just mm. that you know the time, leading, the few weeks leading up to the fight, yeah. uh, it, it can get very nerve wracking and it affects a, uh, a lot of my. You know my day-to-day routine. You know it's hard to focus on my work and my business when I'm thinking about like a fight that's coming up. Yeah. yeah. And then if I'm not if I'm not training, then I feel I'll feel even more like nervous. Mm. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe. So how do you deal with that, Ken? How do you deal with those nerves? Do you listen to music? Yeah, listen music helps a lot. Do you have music a helps a lot. Mm. Uh, music. What kind of music? Mm, I listen to all kinds of music. Oh actually. yeah. So, so to help you during that. Though? Any kind of like relaxed yeah. kind of music. Oh, oh you listen to relaxed music. music. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. was going to ask you guys because I think after one of these movies that came out about fighters, where this fighter would play only classical music when he comes out, I'm assuming that well, that's what his coach it, uh, mm-hmm. gets him to listen to just to put him in a different state of mind. Uh, it depends. I think different people have different ways to to get uh, to get into the mood. I guess. Mm. So for me, like backstage while waiting for a fight. If I want to get myself hyped up, then I'll listen mm. to some like heavy rock music. Okay. Mm, but some uh, Mongolian throat singing. <laughs> <laughs> do I need slash to do heavy part metal? Two. <laughs> part two Give us a bit of this demo, Mike. <laughs> 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 it was like the most random thing we heard. This Mongolian throat singing band was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that's going on my uh, workout playlist. <laughs> first, I need to create a workout playlist. Yeah, you know, I first discovered you're talking about the Who, right? The band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to first see it, right? Yeah. I didn't know you. A fan, I would have definitely told you about it. Dude. Yeah, I first discovered it, I think, about a year ago, and then when I first got it, I was like, Oh my gosh, I, oh I gotta really? tell Mike about this band. <laughs> Where are they based? Mongolia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. But I think they, they tour a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, I think they're quite well known. What's your motivation for putting yourself in this uh, scary, risky, unnatural, as you said, situation? So I actually started up martial arts like right after I graduated, actually. Mm. So it was just a way to Which fill up my time. I started with Muay Thai. It was just a way to fill up my time. Because you know when you're in university, you have a lot of activities going on mm. on campus. Mm-hmm. And then once you graduate and go into the working world, it's just you go to the office and then you go home. 
Right, so I wanted to find some time, so find something to fill up my time. There was a Muay Thai gym. It wasn't actually a gym. It was a in a nature park actually. It's literally called Hilltop Muay Thai. <laughs> this was in Singapore. It was just below where I stayed. So I started doing it just a way to fill up my time and also to to get in better shape, get fit, and learn a skill. Training more and more, I started getting more into it, and then I wanted to test out my skills in the ring. So yeah, that's how I started competing. Was yeah. Muay Thai the martial art that you grew up watching, though? Not really. Probably actually a lot more kung fu. Hey. Yeah, because my dad. <laughs> yeah, I love those kung fu. We always have Chinese kung fu movies playing yeah. at home, right? Yeah. Like, so I grew up watching a lot of Jackie Chan, a lot uh-huh. of Bruce Lee, Lee. Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. a lot of that. Yeah. But what what actually motivates you to get in the cage and fight, right? I mean, it's one thing to train and let yeah. some so first out or whatever, but it's another thing to go and risk it all, getting knocked out in front of everyone. And I think Mimo was televised as well, right? Yeah. So it first started as a way for me to just really put my skills to the test, okay. and then Mima came around. So I that was around the time Mima just started, right? Mm. And then when that's when you moved back here as yeah, well yeah that was when I moved back here mm-hmm. when I moved back here Mima just had just started at the time also actually I, I really got into fighting course also of uh, Yipman I was like whoa oh yeah when Yipman came out I was like damn like I want to fight as well so yeah then I uh, started doing Mima mm-hmm. and then I lost <laughs> And then after that, and I just went back again. yeah, I just and then I just kept going back because I yeah. just wanted to redeem my loss. Yeah. So I went back second season and then I lost again. Yeah. <laughs> Chase for redemption is so powerful, man. Yeah, and yeah. finally you got it. Yeah, finally fourth season is like ah, oh, finally. So now that the same drive is not there for you to fight again, right? Because you've got it, right? Yeah, Unless I guess I guess you could say what that. What if? Yeah. What if it's well, have you competed in BJJ tournament? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. A lot. yeah. Right. Does very well too in the yeah. So jiu-jitsu tournaments, uh, for me, it's a lot less nerve-wracking. Because mm-hmm. I know, like the worst that could happen was just me. It's just me tapping. That's the worst that could happen. Okay. Right? Whereas in MMA, Whereas you could get M- ground and pounded out, kind of. Yeah, thing. you get you get hit in the head. It's your standard amateur rule, so okay. no elbows, uh, no knees to the head. Okay. Yeah, only. Even though it was amateur, there was no shin guards or head guards. And stuff. Uh, no head guards, but they had, they had shin guards. They had okay. shin guards. Uh, mm-hmm. but in the grand finals, mm-hmm. there'd be no shin guards. Here. His his opponent in the final in uh, <laughs> Mima. He. He also trains with us now. Yeah, he's now one of our close training partners. (laughs) Shout out to Joseph. Joseph. (laughs) (laughs) Turn up for training on time. (laughs) So our training starts about 8 p.m. This guy rolls in at like 9 p.m. Like... Yeah, because like 9 p.m. for him is like 9 a.m. Wow. Just like to fix your sleeping <laughs> schedule, Joseph. Stop being nocturnal. And come to train more than once a week or <laughs> once every two weeks. Yeah, I didn't get to compete as much as I wanted to last. Actually, I don't think I competed last year at all because mm. the comps kept clashing with my schedule. So for you, a bare minimum would be like first year you competed a bit. You were supposed to start it? Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah. I did a couple of copas. I did the one in Johor as well. Mm. Yeah, but last actually, yeah, you know, last year I didn't compete at all. Did I compete? Or maybe I did. So you got to redeem yourself this year. Right? year. I think Sorry? you did. At the beginning of the year. Uh, yeah, I think just Cobra. once. Yeah, I think I only did once last year. So yeah, so I hope to compete in more Jiu-Jitsu tournaments this year. Let's yeah. do it, man. Let's go for the big ones. Who would you say is like the icon? For me? Yeah. Besides me. It's Professor Mike. <laughs> <Mike's right there. laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that as a joke, but you actually understand it. Nah, like, um, like Mike really opened my eyes into to be a lot more analytical in mm. your in your game. Why you put your hand here? Why mm. do you do a certain thing? You know, and you then start to evaluate like, why did you do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I started putting a lot more thought into my jiu-jitsu game after training with Mike, because mm. the way Mike uh, breaks down and analyzes moves, mm. it's like, whoa, okay, I've never, you know. I've never encountered this before. It got me thinking a lot more about uh, my jiu-jitsu game. And so I did a lot more, started doing a lot more of uh, research on my own as well, like watching YouTube videos. Okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. you got to do your own research as well because no matter how good the guy you're learning from is, it's 
his style has been developed for him. Yeah, know? exactly. So yeah, everybody's yeah, got to go out there and alter some things here and there. Mm. But yeah, and Kin, you're improving a lot, much, much more dangerous than when you first came. When Kin first came, he <laughs> was very uh, athletic, very explosive. Come to AOS, you get lead. Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> I, I do agree that actually I used, I used to rely a lot more on uh, athleticism and strength yeah, and speed. Yeah. But uh, now the great thing, you've got more technique, so now you're doubly dangerous yeah you know, but now no, I feel like the opposite no I feel like my, my, my cardio <laughs> you're not doing yeah. as much as yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah as much yeah, as yeah. Oh, yeah so now actually I'm trying yeah, but try wouldn't to that mean that you're just getting more efficient yeah but no when you go against someone who's like your level oh. right? you still need a bit of that yeah, you, still you, still yeah. Okay. you still need you still need some of that, that you need the cardio to, mm. to, to outpace him right okay what if you just don't have sex for three months would that help nah like you it gotta, does you gotta help gotta a little, but three months is a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got to. What is it? Uh, okay, a week, a week, a week. Probably <laughs> a week at most. Yeah. Nah, I don't think I don't think it affects uh, performance in the mats. No. Yeah, as long as long as you get enough rest. Oh right? really? Yeah. But what about this whole you know boxing like boxers coaches don't let their athletes or even like football athletes? Yeah, I think <laughs> I read online before. I think it's more so to do with like uh, aggression. Apparently, mm. you become less aggressive after doing it. Some like. Yeah, I think that's. That's, that's well, I mean, that's it's, it's thing, like right? serotonin dopamine release in your, in yeah, your brain you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. You, when you orgasm. Yeah. You just become like one of those little aggressive dogs that come over and want to be pets. Give me aggressive pets. Give me aggressive pets on the head. Aggressive belly rubs. Yeah, one of those to be honest, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> have you not seen a dog when it hasn't been laid for a while? Or when it's <laughs> no, I have not. You have not? Never? No. Kid knows what I'm talking about, right? No, why it gets more? They just come and start humping your leg. Oh, okay, okay. So your icon is Mike. Your icon, I hope, is not Mike. (laughs) 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 But who would you say is considered like one of the most influential? You mean globally or locally? Yeah, globally, globally. Just in the BJJ community, globally. Well, I try to watch a lot of people, see who's the new guy, see what he's doing differently, you know, or see who's the reigning champion, especially in my weight division. How about back in the day, like? one of the ones who kind of set the path for what BJ is like today? It was quite competitive in London when I was coming up. So I paid attention to a lot of the local uh, belts in my weight division and all the black belts that would, that are winning the comps in my division. So try to like watch them and analyze their game a bit. If you're talking about internationally, I was competing at featherweight when I was uh, younger. So I was watching a lot of like Hafa Mendes and uh, Cabrinha and those guys, you know. Mm. But I watch a lot of people. Half a is probably the one I try to emulate the most, but I take a little bit here and there from a lot of people. Like Bruno Fazato, I got to train with him in America, so that was great. What about the the status of the Gracie family? And like, would yeah, you funny you should say that. I was just watching, uh, you know, Gracie, they used to have like open challenges in the gym. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Yeah, this was before UFC even started. Oh. It's crazy. It's like this a, is like back a in Brazil? In, yeah. uh, in the US. In the US? Oh, yeah, the US. They, they opened up a gym, right? I yeah, think it was yeah, in yeah. California. And, and then they, they had just went around beating up karate kids. Yeah. Oh. Karate they didn't go around. They, they, they had like that an open like invitation. That sounds like a movie already. Yeah. I wonder if there is a movie about this. There's a few documentary style movies Hicks and Gracie's Choke is a good one okay. I don't think it shows them Dope the footage is on YouTube when I was coming up it was Hadolfo Vera he was just destroying Hadolfo everybody Vera? yeah especially in the gi but he was always a bit heavier so even though it was he was amazing to watch I didn't study him I didn't use him for study material too much you know but he his top game his guard passing his knee cut especially right was one of the best at the time. Yep. For really heavyweight, like what are the odds of having a lot of heavyweight competitors to begin with? Okay, this is good because jiu-jitsu is still very new. Not a lot of people might be interested in it, but they don't know. So this is a very good question. Can, can you 
explain the IBJJF weight system and the absolute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like any other combat sport, Jiu-Jitsu has weight divisions, mm-hmm. right? And of course, they have a heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. This is the great thing about Jiu-Jitsu. It's not just for the best. It's not just for the elite, you know, for mm. and the rest to watch. Everybody can take part. Everybody can participate. So you're all going through the same training preparation. You're all looking forward to the same comp. You're all experiencing the same anxiety, you know? So even though it's a very individual sport, you go through the whole experience in a very team as if it were a team sport, you know? Because yes. you're all preparing for the same competition. Mm. It's not just like one guy, like you're watching a boxing match, he's doing his own training, you watch TV while you're eating crisps, and then you go Chris. drink <laughs> a beer, <laughs> <laughs> drink a beer while potato you watch chips the fight. For people who don't understand what he just said. Yeah, crisp. potato chips. Crisp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't become a champion. Though. You, need, you need good training partners, you need a good team. Mm. Yeah. So, so the, the reason why I asked that is because naturally in Asia, you're not going to encounter a lot of heavyweight practitioners yeah. right and even if you do i would think the quality of it let's just give numbers for example let's say in kl you only have like five heavyweight people that you can train with if uh, you want to i only know one <laughs> we should get yeah. darren on as, the show as opposed to let's say you know in in your weight class are you guys like in the same weight class if you were to compete yeah actually yeah. okay yeah, under 76 right under 76 yeah, yeah so for example compared to that weight class would mm. you say it's definitely a lot more competitive you have yeah, a lot more sure. training partners yeah for sure so the chances that you can elevate your game is probably higher because you do have a lot more options for training that is partners. a good point yep. yeah 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 hence and my question in terms of like okay well heavyweight is it more rare to find people of like the same caliber this would be a perfect yeah. question for darren actually this is <laughs> we have a friend called darren darren lowe he's the the mima heavyweight champion i see yeah he, he was so heavyweight heavy. just for references what is the heavyweight weight class minimum? Probably, but it, it depends on the organization. I see. Yeah, IBJJF heavyweight is starts at ninety. IBJJF is 94 kg. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, with the gi, but I don't know what it is for MMA. What is it for Mima? For Mima, the weight class below heavyweight was middleweight. Uh, middleweight, the limit is if I'm not mistaken, I think it's eighty-two. So I think anything above eighty-two is considered heavyweight. What? Yeah, but in the wow. UFC <laughs> they have a division between middleweight and heavyweight. It's called light heavyweight. But I'm not sure what's the limit for that. Yeah, I wonder if that would go into light. He- so for reference, heavy heavyweight. <laughs> our friend Darren fluctuates from I don't know like hundred ten to hundred thirty. <laughs> so we don't know how much he actually weighs. I'm just gonna say hundred thirty. <laughs> so he weighs hundred thirty and he won the heavyweight division. Yeah. Well, he not just because he's big, he's skilled as well. But you're telling me he could have potentially fought somebody that's like 85 kgs for the heavyweight. Yeah. Time. No wonder Darren won. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Well done, Darren. So we have this friend called Darren, super nice guy, gentle giant. But uh, he's always complaining about this. He doesn't have enough heavyweight yeah. good training partners. And his way of solving the problem, because he has nobody big enough to train with that are good enough, he keeps trying to convince me to move up to 100 <laughs> kgs. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta eat, bro. That's a You're lot too of skinny. He tells that Go to barbecue. everyone. <laughs> He's <laughs> trying to get everybody who's half decent to get up to 100 <laughs> yeah, kg like so he could have more training parts. Like, oh man, no, stop with all this weight cutting stuff, man. Just <laughs> go up to 100 kilos. So Darren, he went to Phuket for his training camp. Yeah, okay. he had to go. He had to go out of Malaysia. Oh, okay, and find other expats. Yeah, yeah. I think during uh, during Mima, he had a couple of uh, heavyweight training partners, mm. but I think only had two, probably two or three good heavyweight training partners. What yeah. do you think of the community in KL now? Just compare the MMA and Jiu-Jitsu community. Mima did a lot for the MMA scene. Mm. So before Mima, I don't think there was much of a MMA scene, and there was only like probably 
True, there weren't less that many than, gyms. Less than three offered. jiu-jitsu gyms. Mm. Back then, this was what, 2010, 2011. Mm. But even um, gyms that offer MMA, it wasn't like everywhere. Yeah. There were a lot more gyms that offered Muay Thai and boxing. Yeah, yeah, Muay Thai was a lot more popular for sure. Mm. So Mima started coming around and then one championship started getting more popular here. So mm. then a lot more people started getting to, into MMA. If you had a chance to fight in one, would you? <laughs> Shama just won his first fight. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, 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 yeah. Congratulations to yeah. Shama. Shama. Yeah, man, Shama. This guy's got worse knees than me. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't know if he eats food or what. But <laughs> yeah, he just won his uh, first uh, fight on the One Warrior series. Yeah, so, so that's Ooh. inspirational. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, Very nice debut. He was one of my earlier training partners as well. Right. Yeah, he was be- he's been in the scene for a long time. Mm. Like even before Mima started. Yeah, so it was actually one of my first few mm. training partners. I heard he was having a... Unsanctioned bare knuckle MMA fights really? in pubs and stuff. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> before I, there were any, I don't like know about that. Is like Hale version of Fight Club? <laughs> it, pretty much, yeah. Like before they had any like organized MMA. Oh, events, okay. Know. I think yeah, I know, you know what you're talking about. about yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. He's not talking about an actual like pub fight, street fight. It's it, it's an MMA it's event, like but organized. Yeah, organized MMA event, but in a pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wait, are you talking about Malaysia fighting, uh, Malaysia fight championship? Yeah, I think that's what's called MFC. I think. Oh yeah, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to shoot for them. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Okay. I have on my YouTube actually one of them. You used to shoot. You mean you? I, I was shooting highlight videos. Uh, oh for, okay. For MFC. Okay. So you used to do videography. Yeah, I still do. I still oh, okay. do. But back then, you know, back then I was still kind of experimenting with it because I because I had to do it for my own business anyway. Oh. I used to train in Muay Fit for MMA. I started MMA first. Before MMA, it was like Muay Thai, Capoeira. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So I think Muay Fit was probably one of the earlier gyms that mm. offered MMA. Yeah, but now you know you have a new MMA gym popping up almost every month. I know. Yeah, it's kind of so hard to the tell. The scene has really grown a lot. Yeah. Uh, in the last uh, five years. Yeah. So tournaments and, and competition stuff have really done the sport. Good. Yeah, jiu-jitsu as well. Actually, right. uh, Professor Bruno yeah, just, even just brought up a point that now we have like KL alone has like four to five comps in a year. Mm, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, we had probably only had one comp in a year. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely scene has grown a lot more. Does that motivate you or hype you up to train with other people and encourage them to compete so you have more compadres when you show up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. But I find it hard to just sit and tell people to do stuff, you know what I mean? So I always feel like if I'm not competing and stuff, the same kind of drive. I can't inspire the same kind of drive. I always compete. Oh. I always encourage everybody to right. compete. So and when stuff. you compete, you are also coaching your mm. athletes, right? And vice versa, when you coach, you. You mean to say you, you have more of a drive to coach when you're competing along with your students? I can motivate you guys more. You know, you remember yeah. when we first the first year when I was competing a lot, yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. was competing, and we were yeah. doing very well. Just yeah, like yeah, the yeah. ten of us, we we got like. So it's because you're already in that state of mind, then you're able to relate to your yeah. to your athletes better. Well, people generally follow by example right yeah. not, not mm. listen they don't if, True. if somebody's True. sitting this is the biggest problem when bringing up kids right parents tell their kids don't smoke but they're sitting there smoking <laughs> cigarettes right yeah, so yeah. it's not it's they're not gonna they're still gonna smoke you know mm. you have to do what you say otherwise uh and walk talk man yeah, yeah, exactly. but it's, even if i'm not competing everyone should still go to compete try to push themselves but i just can't inspire that same kind of drive there you know mm. so the first year we were competing quite a lot and even though we didn't have a very big team we ended up getting like silver in one of the competitions yeah yeah. so that was not too bad yeah. considering we were up against like few other gyms you know they were like joined together as one affiliate so we did pretty well but then the second year momentum's calmed down try to focus more on the business and stuff mm. 
and now I'm going for my knee surgery. So just that same kind of focus on competition isn't there. Mm-hmm. But it will definitely come back when I start preparing for big competitions and stuff. But right now, focusing more on uh, developing the business, getting new newcomers in because they're the guys that are gonna be competing later on as well, sure. right? You know, the you gotta ones nurture them from, from for sure, now, for sure. Right? It's, it's a, like a, it's a long term investment. Build that interest and turn into passion. For sure, exactly, mm. exactly. Because everybody who is competing now at their home gyms, you know, they're well established. You know, so mm. I got we gotta we gotta do a bit of that extra work, bring them in, get them into it first, then get them into champions or like competing. Come mode, and get you know? your brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> Come and get jujitsu propaganda. <laughs> How about coaching kids? Because both of you coach kids, <laughs> and <laughs> I know it's like <laughs> so. Question: Moving When you on. when you're coaching kids and you want them to compete, I can't even relate. Like, how can you get a kid who does this leisurely and then you want them to compete? How can you get them to follow your lead in that sense? Well, kids pretty much do what they're told, right? So generally, their <laughs> oh. parents sign them up. So yeah. yeah, even to compete. But, but the yeah, the parents to compete. Yeah, but oh then really? there are s- there are a few kids there that will actively like you know most of the kids will do it just because their parents have signed them up. But there are a few kids that just want to compete, you know, that really okay. want to compete. Yeah, and those are the ones that will go far because mm. it's nothing to do with talent or whatever. It's just because yeah. they want it. Then nobody's yeah, forcing yeah. them to do it, right? Yeah. So yeah. They, they have generally full autonomy do in this. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't force my kid to compete, actually, to yeah. be honest. No, um, no need. I mean, encourage him for sure. Yeah. Because dealing with those anxieties, fears, and definitely can have a spillover effect yeah. that will benefit them. In yeah, the it can shape their personality too, right? Characteristics. Mm. 100%. Yeah. I've seen some kids in the class who are forced to compete and just sucks up all the joy of training. You can see that yeah. they just lost That's all the joy. That's true too. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I feel they shouldn't be forced. They should be encouraged, but definitely not forced. Now you're talking yeah. about one of those parents that live through their children kind of thing, right? Yeah. They're trying to accomplish <laughs> things that they haven't <coughs> done, so they kind of like force them to like an unhealthy extent. No, that should never be done. Yeah. Wait, uh, do you guys have any childhood dreams that you never feel that if you have a kid right now, you probably would unconsciously try to influence them? Well, we'll see if, if you've heard about me on the jiu-jitsu <laughs> scene from a year from now. <laughs> then I'll tell you. Then mm-hmm. if I haven't, if you haven't, then I'm going to have a kid who's training like five times a day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, it's a so I know you do months old, but you can do this. Come on, man. Leg raises. <laughs> leg raises. Stop playing around. <laughs> I thought about this before. Uh, I don't think I'll force anything into my kid. No, uh, not force, but yeah. like, do you think there'll be something un- like subconsciously that you might influence them? Or you, there's a glimmer of hope. Like, okay, maybe you can be a cop. What would you want them to be good at? Yeah, what would you encourage Go them to Go and be an international spot. I mean, Korean of course, of course, I'll, of course I'll try and start them out with like, jiu-jitsu oh, and okay. stuff, right? So, but, you know, if you don't like it, you know, you don't seem to take to it, then yeah. I, won't, I won't try and force them. For me, it has to, you know, they have to enjoy it. Right. It has to be something that they want to do. True, right? true, Otherwise, true. if you force them, then it wouldn't be a waste of time, right? Yeah. I think jiu-jitsu is a given. Anybody who knows the benefits of jiu-jitsu would definitely put their kids into it. Mm. Not, not force. I mm. encourage them to do it. Yeah. But I think what she was asking is, uh, what Emily was asking is, uh, if there was, if your kid came to you one day and he was like, Dad, I don't know what I want to be when I'm older, oh. would there be any suggestions that you might make him, you know? Give him, rather. We want kids to, to choose as much as they want. Yeah, but yeah. some kids just don't have ideas right yeah i guess he came to me asking for advice maybe maybe i try and stir him to like want to be a doctor you know yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, we'll save lives you know this so (coughs) stereotype about being a doctor should be something to be bashed about but it comes down to intention right if you want your if you want your kid to make a lot of money okay that's a whole (laughs) different story but if you want your kid to like show your pure heart and help people because doctors 
even though they make a lot of money, like some of these doctors who work for the, the public sector, mm. they have like no lives. Yeah. It's such a respectable occupation. I remember reading his book once and this doctor was based, like it, he was within the NHS. He would document every day what he would go through and his, and his peers and stuff. And he had to postpone his own wedding like several times because... Of work? Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, doctors and nurses, there's always a demand, especially in the public sector. Mm-hmm. What if he comes to you and he says he wants to be a rock star? Yeah, offer it. Go, go for it. Nice. Have you learned anything from teaching the kids? It's taught me to become a lot more patient. Oh. Yeah, teaching kids is yeah. very challenging. Yeah. 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 It's a lot easier to teach adults. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Depends which adult and which child. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> in general, <laughs> generally speaking. Yeah, yeah. Well, you talked about the benefits of jiu-jitsu earlier. And all of us take something a little different, right? Mm-hmm. We, we all have a slightly different takeaway. So what is your takeaway? Like, How has jiu-jitsu influenced your life? It's gotten me to be yeah, a lot more patient, mm. uh, a lot less temperamental. Before I started training, I used to have quite a bad temper. Since uh, I started training... Uh, become a lot less temperamental a lot more calm less anxious as well when I'm dealt with problems mm. I feel but like I I feel like I can deal with them a lot in a lot more a lot calmer state that, that's a common theme I've been hearing from people that anxiety mm. has helped clinically uh, diagnose people like for anxiety yeah they've been telling me or they've said that jiu-jitsu has uh, helped them a lot because you're forced to think like logically and rationally under a stressful situation yeah, you, know? you exactly. can't just start panicking because you'll get tapped out right? yeah, you just yeah, start yeah. doing things so yeah. it, it's, it helps anxiety a lot from mm-hmm. friends then. benefits of jiu-jitsu yeah. S- sign up for your yeah, one week <laughs> free trial at AOS <laughs> how important do you think that is for, for people today especially um, with the rise in the topic of mental health I feel jiu-jitsu could do I don't know but you know different people define different ways to deal with their problems right so mm. maybe jiu-jitsu may not be for everyone it's definitely not for everybody mm. but uh it does it has helped a great deal of people, yeah 100 there I are defi- other ways to deal with your issues for like sure. painting or whatever if that works better for you great but yeah. that's also not for everybody either right yeah exactly but i definitely do think that everyone should try at least once you know yeah i agree i actually think that everyone should step in the ring at least once as well hey, you think so yeah because oh, you know some people i was gonna say it's not just me yes team effort <laughs> no, no okay not in the ring but you know compete. like even even yeah just people compete. should compete right in so they anything? know yeah or you think in any any combat sport any combat sport yeah step so out of your comfort zone right yeah step out of your comfort zone and also just you know be you know because you know some people they they have like a false uh perception about fighting mm. and then they, you know, I've met people who think like oh, I can you know I can do all that you know yeah. like fighting fight. I like think so 100% some people yeah. are very delusional I never I yeah delusional yeah. exactly but I heard and very like egoistic the people who know how to fight will always know not to get in the fight yeah because you know there's like one you know how difficult it is mm. right and two there's always going to be someone bigger and stronger and more skilled than you yeah so I guess and also yeah. numbers and you're <laughs> more you're more in tune with reality of the things that you can ha- that can happen yeah, you exactly. know what I mean you know yeah. it's not a ring it's not a cage you can get bottled in the head you know you could slip and fall anything can happen mm. you could get jumped by like five guys you know so yeah when you're when you're actually fighting you have more we're not actually yip man <laughs> yes, yeah exactly. exactly one versus ten is impossible yeah. <laughs> exactly. oh interesting question okay one of your top you know bjj practitioners competitors versus yip man who do you think will win <laughs> Much respect to Yiman Lamat. She's a guy who wins. You think so? Times. Yeah, of course, for sure. <laughs> if we thought Ip Man would win, we'd be studying Wing Chun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this would be a wing, the art of Wing Chun Academy. 
But I don't know if if it might start training some grappling, maybe it'd be a different story, I mm. guess. Yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong, no disrespect to those uh, traditional martial arts. I love uh, Chinese Kung Fu, Hitman, Bruce Lee and all that. But that's that's one of the reasons we do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu because it it does what it says on the tin, right? Mm. You know, we're not claiming that you can beat ten guys, but we we are we what we do claim is also true at the same time, you know. There's gonna be ego in every sport. I'm not saying that there aren't jiu jitsu guys who aren't egotistic and delusional, you know what I mean? But generally speaking, for me, so far of all the martial arts I've trained, and from what I've seen as well, jiu-jitsu is the most efficient for one-on-one yeah. hand-to-hand combat, mm. in my opinion. Yeah, okay. for sure. That's why the Gracie family, they were inviting everyone to the gym for open challenges, right? That's why so sometimes they were douchebags. They had to <laughs> go around beating up karate people. So karate not a prime example stuff, to right? follow, because that sounds like a movie plot at already. The same, at the same time, right, how would you promote it? How would you yeah. get the awareness out? Because everyone's claiming to be better than everybody. Mm. Yeah. And and if in, in, and it's something as simple as fighting. That's Unfortunately, that's the only way to prove it, right? Yeah. And that's, that's the old school way of proving it. But things. to be fair, they weren't going out looking for fights they were inviting people into mm, the gym true true yeah, they weren't right. going like so these people were coming to the gym and challenging them yeah, right? and yeah. then getting reality served yeah. like face. the Chinese way of, of, of saying like come up and kick up like, kick up your school right yeah, yeah. in Cantonese Taekwun <laughs> if, you, if you think you are the better fighter but nobody's giving you credit how else would you prove that point? Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's one of the dynamics. So that was back in the day, mm. marketing. Exactly. Yes, you can look <laughs> at it like today that. Exactly. It's just a swipe on your phone. <laughs> you know, people are so <laughs> not so much really. Not so much. Let's say there's another jiu-jitsu academy over there, but they tend to be. Uh, they tend to look more authentic. They tend to look more established or whatever. It's natural for people to assume that they would be better, mm. you know. Sure. Unless there's going to be a super fighter range, how do you deal with that? Besides doing some Conor McGregor trash talking <laughs> on your social media, right? yeah. But I think like customers, you know, me- uh, members, eventually they will find out like mm. who's like which is a better gym, you know. Yeah, it takes time. Thank you yep. for spending time with us this morning no at AOS. So okay. Thank you for I taking time yeah. out of your busy schedule. No problem, man. Yeah. Thank you very much for thank having you me. Ken. Hope fun, you enjoy your three-minute walk to your office. <laughs> See you on the mats. Yeah, see you on the mats. Us. Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to our episode of Jit Chat. This was recorded before the quarantine protocol, and we hope y'all are staying put and taking care of your health. Times are challenging for many of us, and we appreciate everyone who are doing what they can to continue supporting our studios and small businesses. On that note, we'd like to give a shout out to Gabbana Asahi Malaysia. These guys are offering delivery services for your very own frozen acai pulp, where you can custom make your own acai bowls and smoothies. They're also now offering acai bowl kits where your fruit and granola toppings are also taken care of. So convenient. And AOS members still get your discount. If you're sharing this episode or an acai bowl from Cabana, please tag us. We want to hear from you. The social media handles will be in the show notes so you can connect with us. All right, y'all. Coronavirus ain't got nothing on us if we stay home. We're in this together. Until next time, peace.